Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto today for October the 21st on a Friday. I wasn't sure if there was much more to say about the murders of two police officers in Innisfil. And then the funeral happened. And I heard one of the officer's wives speak and ask that our society respect police, noting they've earned it. I thought a lot about the emotion in that sentiment, the grief that goes into doing everything um, that that these people do. Um, and it really grabbed me. And I want to talk about it and how we have to find an intersection here of accountability for police and trust and respect and having their back. Don't we want that? If you say, I don't have it right now, that's fine. But don't we want to get there is the bigger question. And we address that on Toronto Today. I wasn't sure what needed to be said about it anymore. And then I watched Sean O'Shea's clip from the funeral of two officers that were killed in Innisfil, Ontario, just over a week ago. They held a joint funeral in a Barry hockey arena. Procession and funeral were yesterday. And um, and obviously, if you don't know the details of this particular case, they're very difficult. And just when you think, you know, I can I can sit through anything, I can watch anything. I watch uh, Constable Morgan Russell's wife with his two daughters, um, one of which I'm just guessing looked about 17. The other one looked about 20, 21. And your heart just erupts. Uh, it's like getting, you know, kicked with somebody wearing hard boots and getting kicked right in that heart. Um, people use that expression all the time. Oh, my heart. Well, yesterday was that moment for certain. And um, it made me think a lot about policing in general and how we just have to get to a better place. Things feel like they're spiraling out of control. Trust is down. Crime is up. Let me say that again. Trust, it feels like a bridge, a bond between the public and those paid to protect us. Trained, paid, volunteering to protect us. We don't conscript anyone into the police force. They're there for a reason. And we want to pay them, like teachers, like other people in public service. We want to pay them properly. We want the best that they can they can be. And we want them to, to make us feel safe. We want them to come when we're in trouble. We want them to, you know, enforce the laws. We want them to catch bad guys and girls. But we also uh, have to have that element of trust between them. And we could say, I think, honestly, that we need to improve that right now. Cops tell me that all the time. They're like, I don't want people suspicious of me. I want to do the right things. And we have to find a way to get there. And the other factor is we need as a public... To find a way to back them more. Who doesn't want to be more trusting of police? Who doesn't want to build a better relationship? Some people maybe aren't into it at all right now. I, I don't know what to say about that other than I get it and I get where you're at and I get why you might feel that way. Depending on who you are, where you live, and I'll say it, what you look like. I understand. This might be really easy for someone who looks like me, who lives where I live, to say, just trust the police. I've never had a bad experience. I've had aggressive police officers for sure on a traffic stop or, um, you know, going through a red light. I I thought at one time a, a cop was going to pull a gun on me. I got out of my car to bring him some insurance information in downtown Detroit. And he was on the on the microphone that booms out of the car and is like, get back in your car, sir, right now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He asked for the insurance information anyway, which I couldn't find at first. So I'm thinking, shouldn't I bring it? <laughs> don't don't walk towards the car. Don't walk towards the police car door. And I haven't done it since. 
try to have your uh, your insurance information already all the time, right? Also, um, this was audio yesterday that I want you to hear before I explain how I think we might be able to do this. But um, this is Devin Northrup's wife talking about the relationship they built and the life they built together that is no more. Although we didn't get to spend years growing old together, creating a family and experiencing everything we had planned, the time we did have together was pure joy. I will love you forever. And you are my hero. He was 33 years old. Um, Constable Morgan Russell, I mentioned seeing his two daughters up there speak was very, very difficult. I watched a good chunk um, at globalnews.ca put it up with the one older daughter speaking for a good three minutes. And again, I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she was able to pull it together, hold it together. You're in grief. You're in shock. This just happened. You expect your father will be around for decades and decades and decades and decades. And uh, and he, he wasn't as of last Tuesday. This is some of what she said. I wish I still had him here, but I'm so lucky to have had him for 25 years. I love you, Daddy, forever. And this is how his wife followed up. And it got me thinking. This was the clip I first heard from Sean O'Shea's story. And it got me thinking about what I want to talk about in the next five minutes. And what I want to ask you as well in the audience, listening, driving your car, waking up, putting the coffee on via text in just a second. But this was Russell's wife yesterday with a plea to all of us. So let's listen to that plea and decide if it's something we can commit to. Please respect our police. They've earned it. We need two things. Two things have to happen. And my thought is number one only happens, number two happens if only we can do number one. We need a more open and accountable police force. We need to clean the slate. It might be wishful thinking. That's possible that that's true. But we need a more open and accountable police entity. That's what I want. I don't know if we can get there in our lifetime even that I can get there that we can get there. Special investigations units have to be more transparent. They've got to tell us how investigations are going. There have to be updates. Okay, anything where you're paying tax dollars. And I think the two things that we look at the most and say, I want to know more about what's going on. Policing and education. You might say politics and government. Do the best you can there because we know that's a minefield for sometimes for accountability. Can we have a more open and accountable police force? And number one allows us to get to number two. Misconduct, problematic arrests, abuse of power, violence, brutality, they'll be less common if we can get to number one. If cops are forced to be more open and accountable, we can get to number two because the goal is exactly what that now widowed wife of a cop said. Respect the cops. They've earned it. Well, let's find a way to get there. Things feel like they're spiraling out of control right now. They do. It is, it is nuts how we feel when we shrug our shoulders about things the other night. Shots fired at officers in Scarborough. Suspect arrested. That was two days ago. On the same day, a 31-year-old woman in Burnaby, B.C., working for the RCMP, was killed by some maniac in a park. And he would be considered a maniac if he stabbed an RCMP officer to death. Okay. Um, he's, he's been charged with murder one. Hopefully he never uh, sees the light of day again, but I can't promise you that. And I wish I could, I wish I could. If you did the crime, you do the time. It's that simple. Okay. And it teaches people accountability growing up. This isn't a mistake. 
A mistake is forgetting uh, which way you're going in traffic. A mistake is forgetting to pay your phone bill. A mistake and getting a second chance isn't murdering a police officer. I don't know what happened in the immediate uh, beforehand, but I know what happened afterwards. And that's all that should matter to a court of law at that point. But you know how this will work. Was this guy facing mental health challenges? Was this guy, um, you know, pushed to it? What about him? Was he suffering before that? I could care less. I could care less. I couldn't care less is actually what the uh, phrase is. Here's two other things quickly. Yesterday, I see this story. So when those two things are happening, I see this story in the uh, in a story in Los Angeles. Police arrested a man with two swords. You heard me. Two swords after he allegedly stabbed a woman in Los Angeles. The woman told police that she told her daughter to hide during the rampage. What are you supposed to do when you show up and a man's walking through the street with two swords? They had to use tasers on the suspect. And someone somewhere will say, too aggressive. Let's hear him out. Really? With two swords? Body cams also. I read this in The Gothamist, which is a very, very objective, up-the-middle nonprofit newsroom in New York City. Here's the headline there. Body cameras in New York City, public housing, made police more civil. Good. Stick them on everybody. We got to praise experiments when they work instead of saying, I don't know. Will this make a difference? What about the cost? After NYC police started wearing body cameras during their patrols in public housing in 2018, they had more civil interactions with community members and made fewer arrests. Well, how about that? So let's use something that seems to work. We're way too late getting there, but every cop should have a body camera. Every cop should have this. So let me ask you the question at 416-870-6400 via text. Can we do this? Can we hold out hope that police and police forces can be more open and accountable to us? And can we get to the point where we respect them and trust them? I've got the police's back. I'm going to draw that line in the sand right here, right now. We need them. Things are crazy. They're only getting crazier. I won't stand for misconduct and brutality. I'll talk about that. But I won't support unsafe communities. Or kid gloves with bad and violent criminals. Why are they called criminals? Because they commit crimes. People want to hurt you and me. They want to rob you and me. They want to take our car. They want to break into our house. They want to be violent with us. So my plea to police is, I've got you. You got to protect me. You got to protect families. You got to protect our listeners. Do it properly and you'll have our full support. Can we get there is my biggest question.